Hey guys, it's Rob coming at you with another video. Today, I saw a alarming chart that kind of compared over the last 10 years, really, since before the 2008 recession, the affordability and cost of the average mortgage. It has been shooting up like crazy, and this is mainly because of interest rates. But a lot of people that have purchased within the last five to 10 years luckily have gotten 30-year or 15-year fixed mortgages. So the affordability of their mortgage has not changed. The only thing that has changed for most of those uh, homeowners are the property taxes and other costs such as maintenance costs, energy costs, water costs, trash. All those things have been going up slightly, but most of the time they have a fixed mortgage. And a lot of people got in they purchased in 2011 to 2016. They're still up in terms of the equity value of their property. And now they have a loan that's usually at a rate of around 3.5% or 4% when those rates were very low. Some even have rates under 3%, which is historically, if you look over a 100-year period, historically, 100-year average is about 8% for mortgages. Remember in the stagflation period of the 70s, mortgages were like over 10%. They were 15, 18% interest rates. So historically, we're actually very low, but we have seen that increase, as I talked about in my previous videos, of the Federal Reserve interest rates going up and the mortgage rates now pushing up, and they're really hovering around five and a quarter percent right now. I just got an alert yesterday, Wells Fargo jumbo loan rates are really about 5.375%. That's if you have great credit, fantastic qualifications, that's pretty much one of the best rates you're going to get right now. Now, a lot of mortgage brokers kind of fub their rates or lie about it a little bit because they'll say, oh, you can get a rate for 4.75%. And then you need to pay 0.75 basis points. Basically, what that means is you're going to pay 0.75% of that loan value to get that rate decrease. But that may not be a smart move because you're paying a lot up front just to make that point. So, for example, if you're taking out a million dollar loan, that means you have to pay $7,500 up front. That doesn't count towards the loan principal but just to get a lower rate so that bank can make more up front when they do that loan. So be care cautious about that. The biggest concern where it comes in is people that have adjustable rate mortgages. Those will change. They're not fixed rates. So a lot of times they lock it in for a five-year period or seven-year. These are referred to as arms, a five-year arm. What does that mean? That means if you purchased a house last year and you're using an adjustable rate mortgage and you locked in a rate of, let's say, 4%, luckily for a five-year period, that rate's going to be locked. So when five years comes up, if the rates are significantly higher, let's say the market rate is now 6%, it automatically refinances that rate at market rates and you could see a drastic increase in your mortgage payment. Now, where does this really hit the hardest right now? In 2008, we saw a ton of loans for single family homes that were on adjustable rate mortgages because people were over leveraging. 
the rules for lending were a lot more lenient back then and that was one of the major things that caused the prices to go up so quickly and then fall drastically because once those rates uh, hit effect because new interest rates went up what happened in 2006 to 2008 people said hey i bought two three extra homes as an investment now my rate went from 1500 a month to 3000 a month i can't make that the rent doesn't cover that i'm just going to stop paying and we saw a lot of those go into foreclosures where eventually they hit the market driving the prices down and that's what happened in 2008 now luckily there hasn't been as many single homes that are taking advantage of arm rates because there's more qualified buyers and it was harder to get qualified than it was with stated income loans and the such that we saw in 2004, 2006. But a lot of commercial properties are purchased using arms. So it's very unusual for a commercial building and a commercial building would be an apartment building that's five or more units. If it's one, two, three, four units, that's considered residential. Most of those are still on fixed rate mortgages and they're really not gonna to be too drastically affected right now, unless someone can't afford just that normal mortgage, which is happening and we're starting to see their foreclosure starts happening. But right now I'm talking mainly about commercial property because if you bought a commercial property in the last five years, more than likely you got a five seven or ten year arm mortgage to pay for it it's highly unusual for a commercial property to be financed using long-term fixed rates it happens but most commercial lenders are going to be doing arms why does that happen because it's very usually the normal thing is after that five-year period they'll use the income of that property because on a commercial property they don't look at the individual borrowers income and financials nearly as much to qualify them as they look at the actual property financials so they'll look at the profit and loss on the property they'll realize on average that the rents have increased over a five-year period and they'll be able to easily refinance that property but if rates are drastically higher refinancing may put them in a much worse position than what they were currently paying on. Combine that with the fact that a lot of these Democrat areas, these blue cities and some red states had eviction moratoriums in place because of the pandemic. For example, New York and LA had eviction protections in place. And I know of properties that were getting 35, 40,000 a month on rent for high end properties in Beverly Hills that have high end restaurants in place and other tenants like that, that were still operating, but they did not have to pay the rent, even if they were able to afford it, because now it's a giant mess. So I know landlords that have not received rent on a $20 million property that has a tenant in place and operating and they haven't collected rent for two years on this property and the courts right now are barely touching them because the eviction moratorium in a lot of these areas has continued to be extended for the reason of covid which doesn't make any sense because if a property is still operating 
They're able to pay their employees. They're actually making a profit in many cases, but they're stiffing the landlords and the landlords can't evict. Now, when you come into a lot of those properties being on adjustable rate mortgages and the interest rates going up, this could be disaster for the commercial real estate market. Now, again, every area is unique. So the commercial areas in Tampa or St. Petersburg are going to be completely different than Los Angeles. Even Los Angeles compared to San Diego is going to be unique. But what I'm noticing in a lot of these metropolitan areas, Los Angeles, Chicago, San Francisco, New York, Washington, D.C., where they put these restrictions for the COVID moratoriums in place, these commercial properties are going to be hit the hardest and a lot of them are going to end up in foreclosure because the owners are just going to say, I'm walking away from this property. I'm either going to try to sell it and someone can take it over and take that risk of dealing with that tenant and cross their fingers, hoping that next year when the supposed moratorium is supposed to expire, then they can take action and maybe get a property cheaper today, wait six months, really a year to 18 months to try to evict that tenant, and then maybe they'll get a good paying tenant in place and they can go and sell it at a higher rate based on the market cap rate, which would be the capitalization rate, or in other words, the return on investment for the purchase price. But a lot of properties won't even be able to be sold because there won't be investors to take on that additional risk. Because what happened last year, we thought the eviction moratorium for COVID was going to be up at the end of 2021. Then the city council of Los Angeles says, no, we're going to extend it for a whole other year. Well, how do you even know at that point that COVID is going to be an issue six, eight, 12 months from that point? So that was a huge red flag that told me, okay, this is an agenda, which I already suspected beforehand, that has nothing to do with public health, but it has to do with them trying to bankrupt as many properties as possible and buy them up on a government or BlackRock and these large institutions that work hand in hand with the government can snatch them up and then rent them back to the market or just keep them out of the market entirely. Why do I think this is happening? Well, Governor Newsom has put a, a, a fund in place, and he has stated this in his own speeches, that he will try to purchase as many properties as possible, especially hotels and apartment buildings, with a fund that the state of California will buy them up in foreclosure to then convert them into state-run housing. He stated this. They have put this in place. Even the city of Los Angeles has put similar programs in place. And my personal opinion is they are trying to bankrupt as many property owners as possible to then buy up those properties pennies on the dollar. And this is very concerning. So if you are an investor or you own commercial property right now in one of these areas that are instituting these COVID moratoriums, you really have to think that maybe they're not going to let this moratorium go. And maybe it's a much bigger plan in terms of the World Economic Forum and Agenda 21 on what's trying to take place. 
So what should you do if you're in this situation? It may be time to cut losses and go and move that capital to a landlord-friendly area where you have less risk because government risk is a risk that you don't want to fight against. It's going to be very hard to fight. So with these increasing mortgage rates, mortgage payments now becoming unaffordable, that alone is going to drive prices down. Now the eviction moratorium in place, and let's not forget the crime in a lot of these areas. Starbucks has said that they are closing at least two locations in San Francisco, possibly more, because they cannot control the crime. Their properties are constantly getting robbed. Their employees do not feel safe, and they're saying that they cannot guarantee their employees' safety at work. That's a big problem. Why is that happening? Well, a lot of these World Economic Forum-funded district attorneys have gotten in place, especially someone like George Gasson in Los Angeles. They just even tried to recall him, and they are not enforcing a lot of these laws. They also basically opened the prisons when COVID started, and they emptied out most of the prisons. Even the violent offenders have been put back onto the streets. So this is a big problem because they say now they're not going to prosecute any theft that's less than $1,000. So if you go in, that's why we're seeing these flash mobs of theft. People are running in 10, 20 people at a time going into a 7-Eleven and stealing everything that they can get their hands on, going into a Nordstrom's stealing everything they can get their hands on, jewelry stores, electronic stores, and they're barely prosecuting these people. If the cops pick them up and arrest them, they're out usually within 24 to 48 hours back on the street. This is causing a huge problem. It's going to really affect commercial real estate in most areas of these large cities because not only now is the commercial real estate going to get more... Uh, less affordable because of interest rates. But now you're looking at the eviction moratorium. So if your tenant stops paying rent, the landlords have limited action that can be taken to evict them. And you're looking at landlords or potential tenants saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't open our business in this area because they can't even stop the crime and homelessness is all over the place. That's not going to attract the high-end buyers that they need to stay in business. This is a perfect storm that's hitting commercial real estate. And the foreclosures, because of the eviction moratoriums, are just starting. I expect that to really pick up within the next 12 to 18 months. And I would recommend possibly liquidating your investments in these areas. You can do a 1031 exchange to move into another area of equal or greater value that has better landlord protections with the law. So we need to really keep an eye on this because this is going to start really affecting the market. We're starting to see price corrections come on leases, on sales of property, and commercial property is all about the profit and loss statements. So if your tenant hasn't been paying for one or two years because of the moratorium, You can't even get refinancing for that property now unless you're an extremely qualified buyer with other assets to cover that that the bank will accept 
and then most of the time you also have to put on a personal guarantee. So these are all things to consider and to look out for as we continue because not only does this infect, affect investors in these areas, it affects everyday people like me and you because when your local business is closed down, who does that help? The large corporations that can stay out of this, that can afford to get additional security to protect their stores. That's why Starbucks taking their actions is even more concerning because they are a large corporation. Most of their stores are owned corporately and not franchised. So what does a mom and pop shop have to do? I mean, there's shops in San Francisco right now that say every single day they get vandalized and graffitied. They clean it up every day or else they will get fined by the city. And then the very next day, that night, they also graffiti and another graffiti person comes by. And they're saying this is not sustainable because it costs them hundreds of dollars to clean it up. That happens every single day. And if you don't clean it, the city comes after you for large fines. How are you going to stay in business? So I think we're going to see a continuing decline in businesses in the major cities. Um, we're going to see a continuing decline in commercial real estate for now. And we'll have to really see if the Fed raises rates again, which they're saying they may do their largest hike yet in a couple weeks, that could also affect it and really throw gasoline on this fire. So keep in mind of what's going on with commercial real estate. If you're operating a business that absolutely needs a commercial real estate retail location, look at the city because there are smaller cities that are doing a much better job at policing and taking care of their businesses compared to a large city like Los Angeles that's really going out of control. San Francisco is getting out of control. Out of control. We need to put a stop to this. We need to put law and order back in place so businesses can operate and people feel comfortable investing their capital. Without that, we're just going to see a downward decline. If you have more questions, feel free to reach out to me. Comment below. Subscribe. I'm going to keep documenting new news that comes up in terms of the economic situation. I'm going to be start talking about some other topics as well. And if you're looking to buy or you want to sell a property that you have or maybe do a 1031 exchange into another property or learn about that, you can visit us at wearealty.com.